This is Dr. Shantae, and welcome to Believe in Bigger Podcast. I do love it. Um, so here we are, episode nine. And I know just from the title, some of you, when this came up in your feed, was like, ooh, she about to be talking about me. Well, we'll see. It's not talking about you, but you know, I do this out of love. I do this to help you out. Um, and the title of our episode today is called Busy But Not Productive. Show of hands. How many of us are busy? We just got a lot going on, okay? Got a lot going on. And it's okay to have a lot going on if what you have going on is advancing the cause, okay? But some of us are just busy being busy and it's not costing us anything but, you know, our health, our sanity, our sleep. And we'll talk about that, okay? So I could not think of a better guiding thought, a guiding scripture for today's episode than the sisters, Mary and Martha. Martha, Martha, Martha. Okay. So Luke 10, 40 through 42 says this, but Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him, Jesus that is, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. I love this tone she takes with Jesus. I'm like, girl, you got, you got chutzpah. Okay. Like, man, And verse 41 says, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. So busy, but not productive. Here's what we're going to be talking about today. Number one, we're going to be talking about team too much. And then we're going to be talking about team have a seat. (laughs) And then the last thing we're going to talk about in this episode is turn down for what? Turn down for what? So let's talk about team too much. The average American has approximately 14 to 15 days of paid vacation. And you think, hey, that's cool. That's two weeks. But in many parts of Europe, including France, the average vacation, paid vacation days is about 30 to 32 days of paid vacation. They have double what we have. Okay. As a matter of fact, um, I just came from Paris and I was all set to go to this highly reviewed restaurant on Yelp. And so my Uber driver dropped me off in front of a restaurant that said closed for the next two weeks. And I said, what? And when I asked, they said, oh, all of the Parisians are on vacation. This is their holiday time. The only people that are here are tourists. I said, well, I guess. (laughs) okay." but they have way more vacation time than we do. And what studies have shown is that those who have worked less, okay, so the people that have more vacation days tend to produce more. How was that possible? Well, let's see if we can get to that answer by the end of this episode. So let's look at verse 40. It says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. So here's the deal. Jesus and his disciples came to town and Martha, the Bible says, invited them into her home. She said, oh, our host, How many of us have been in that situation where we said, oh, I'll do it. I'll host. Y'all can have Thanksgiving in my house. Y'all can have Christmas in my house. Or we can have Easter at my house. Well, 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 that sounds good in the moment, but it takes a lot of work to get things ready for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for the holidays and things like that. Okay. When you have to accommodate a large group of people, but this is what Martha signed up for. It says she invited them to her home. 
And there's nothing inherently wrong with that because a lot of times when we look at Mary and Martha, a lot of times people kind of point the finger at Martha like, you know, she was in the wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with inviting people over to the house. And there's nothing, you know, inherently wrong with going to events. So a lot of you, like your social calendars are like full. Okay, you got to go here and you got to go there and you go into that play and you go into that function. And then, you know, Kid Capri coming to DJ a party. He actually is coming to Chicago pretty soon, folks. Um, But Kid Capri coming to DJ a party. So you got to go to that. And then you got this and then you got that. And, you know, nothing inherently wrong with any of that. However, okay, you might be doing too much if you fall into the Martha category. So Martha, when she confronted Jesus and it was a confrontation, okay, she saw her sister sitting down, chilling. And she was like, mm-mm. And confronted Jesus and said, uh, don't you care that she didn't left me to do all this work? You better tell her something. So here we see Martha irritated. We see her pressed. We see her stressed. So here's the thing. There's nothing inherently wrong with all the things that you do. There's nothing inherently wrong with all of the events and and your social calendar being full and you want to go and network and do this and that. However, when when it changes your attitude, when it changes your countenance and you start to become irritated and agitated and you pressed and you stressed, you might want to reevaluate it. Everything that Martha was doing was optional. Did nobody put a gun to her head and say invite the disciples over? Who did that? She did that. Okay. Nobody told her the house had to be spick and span. And I know, I know how we've been raised. You do not invite company into no dirty house. You don't. But you know what? If anybody here has ever gone uh, home buying or home shopping or whatever, you would be surprised the condition of some of these homes that people have for sale. I mean, you open the door and you tripping over kitty shoes and, and toys and whatnot and cat litter. And you're like, are you... Wow, really? You put your house up for sale and you didn't even try. They said, hey, we real people and this is where we live and this is what it is. We live here, okay? So nobody told her that the house had to be spick and span spotless, but you know, I know how we are. But again, that's self-imposed. And I'm not going to front Martha because I'm like that too. There was a time before, remember I told y'all, my house has to be clean, but I don't have to be the one to do it. So before I hired somebody to come and clean my house once a month, Couldn't nobody come to my house. I was like, "Mm mm-mm. Family could not come to my house. I was like, nope. So, but nobody told her that. Nobody told me that. This is is my own self-imposed drama, okay? Nobody told her that she had to have a bountiful feast, okay? So, you know, when you have Thanksgiving dinner and you in there cooking beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, and all that other type of stuff, you know, chicken, turkey... Why my, my daughter has been singing that all week and now it's just like in my head. I can't stand her. Okay. But you know, so nobody tell her she had to do all that because remember when Jesus was teaching by the seaside, he made lunch out of what? Two fish, five loaves of bread. But you know, Jesus is coming over and the disciples is coming over. So I'm sure she made a lot more than that. Okay. Did nobody tell her that, but that's what she was doing. Nobody told her that things had to be perfect. Nobody told her that. But she was irritated, pressed, and stressed because this was self-imposed drama. So when she approached him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Martha was mad at Jesus for her choices. You are on team too much 
Anytime your plan of execution begins to cause anxiety and when your plan of execution causes you to lash out at other people and when your plan of execution is designed for vainglory and praise, and I'm not saying that's what Martha was doing it for, but you know, a lot of people do that. They say they're going to host a Thanksgiving dinner or they're going to host the Christmas brunch or the Sunday dinner or whatever so they can take pictures and put them on Pinterest so they can get likes on social media so they can be like oh girl you did that honey you put it down you know how we do just look how you show how how hateration works in our community y'all remember the patty pies when patty pies came out a couple of Thanksgivings ago patty labelle's pies as soon as the patty pies came out and you know these were some cheap pies them patty pies wasn't no more than three dollars if that okay coming out of walmart all of a sudden, every black woman in a 10-mile radius, patty pie ain't got nothing on my pie. You know, I got my walnut crust. Well, you know, what I do is I refrigerate the butter. That's the key to the flake. I'm like, you know what? Let 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 Patty have her pie. Okay, let Patty have her pie because everybody ain't about to be in the kitchen slaving on the walnut crust, okay, and, and the sweet potatoes. Just let them spend the $3 and keep it moving. My goodness. But that was the narrative on social media. So anytime your plan of execution begins to cause anxiety and you start lashing out at other people and, and you're doing it for vainglory and praise, you have officially joined team too much. You officially joined team too much, okay? And here's the thing. Sometimes we do things thinking we're going to get a certain response. Sometimes we do things thinking we're going to get a certain amount of likes. Well, sometimes we do things thinking that we're going to get a certain amount of accolades. And Jesus was not there for it. He was not there for it. Instead of showering Martha with praise for all of her hard work, he turned to her and said, Martha, Martha. I'm going to throw in an extra Martha just because of the Brady Bunch. Martha. Okay. He said, you are worried and troubled about many things. He said, honey, you pressed. You sweating the details. Calm down. So instead of saying, oh, Martha, I know you went out of your way, girl. Oh, Martha, blessed are you among many. Oh, Martha, I could smell the pledge coming down the road of Damascus. Like, No, he didn't say none of that. He said, baby, bye. Okay, basically, in a nice way, he said, you are worried about too many things. You need to calm down, which brings us to team have a seat. So the Bible says, Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. Mary decided that the best use of her time was learning what Jesus had to say. And think about how we spend our time. Okay, think about it. Dishes can be washed anytime. Food can be cooked, prepped, really anytime. But how often was she going to have the opportunity to have Jesus in her house? Mary seized the moment. And so often, especially with social media, we don't live in the moment anymore. We take pictures of the moment, but we don't live in the moment. Case in point, I got invited to a concert yesterday. I got a free ticket to go see Lionel Richie, Lionel, don't talk about me because Lionel is 68 years old, still got it going on, okay? And people all over the United Center, so this is in Chicago, so people all over the United Center, fist pumping, dancing, I mean, just right there. But then there was like about 25% of the people that instead of fist pumping, dancing, running with the night, playing in the shadows and all of that, brick housing, was sitting up there with their phones, recording 
videos that they ain't never going to watch again. Okay. Or going live on Facebook so that, you know, they could be in the moment or, or I missed the fight. Okay. So I missed the Mayweather McGregor fight. Okay. But same thing, people sitting up there live streaming instead of just watching the fight. So a lot of times we miss the moment trying to capture the moment and share the moment and try to get some social media praise and accolades. So we miss the moment because we get the fidgeting and fussing about details and things being just right. And the joy of concert going goes right out the window. And I want you to think, okay, I want you to think how much concert tickets cost. Because I also was fortunate recently to go see Bruno Mars. And Bruno ain't cheap. Now, mind you, when I was going to the cheap Bruno Mars concert, the first time I saw him, I think my ticket was like 40 bucks. Baby, bye. You can't touch the hem of Bruno's 24 karat magic shoelaces for $40, okay? So when you think about what concert tickets cost these days, and you spend the whole time on your phone taking pictures instead of just being in the moment, and so that makes you wonder, what is your motivation? What are you really paying for? Okay? Because if you're going to pay $150 for social media likes, you can do that at the crib. Okay? You you can do that at home. And so Mary decided that she was going to join Team Have a Seat. And so here's my 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 key point and what I want you to hone in on believers, listeners, here's the key. Even when it seems that other people are doing the most, okay? Because people do a lot of things. They're at this event. They're at that event. They're on this red carpet. They're on that red carpet. And it just seemed like people, life is just passing you by. And you're like, man, how can I get, get in? How can I be a part of that? And you're trying to keep up with all of that. Even when it seems like other people are doing the most, you personally have to make a decision about what's best for your own peace. You personally have to make a decision about what's best for your own sanity. And you personally have to make a decision about what's best for your own brand. Being on the red carpet at this event and that event and going here and there, that might be great for Sally Sue. Go ahead, Sally Sue, do you, boo? But it might not be great for you. Uh, Spending $100 on a Mayweather fight, that might be great for, for Sam. That ain't great for me. I'm just saying, okay? So you have to make personal decisions about what's in your best interest, even when it seems like you should be doing more because everybody else is doing more. But what about your piece? What about your moment? What is it that you are are passing up or looking over because you're trying to fuss and fight and, and have an agenda that creates anxiety and stress? So hear me and hear me well. Even though building a brand, building a platform, having influence over people requires work, sometimes, sometimes the best way to be productive is to rest. Sometimes the best way to be productive is to sit down. Sometimes the best way to be productive is to walk away from things for a short time and gain some perspective. And scientifically, this is a very powerful strategy. Sometimes when people are are trying to create things, so think about writers and authors and producers and things like that, and they come across things like writer's block. And it's just, it's being forced and they just can't bring it together. They want to bring it together. Many times they will walk away from it like, I can't, I need to get some distance from this. And we'll go off and do something else. And they'll walk away from it for a day, a couple of days, sometimes weeks. And then gain some new perspective. Okay, see some things. Go out and see the world. Smell the roses. And when they come back to it, boom, they have fresh perspective and they can finish the project. So sometimes it's good to be on team, have a seat. Okay, sometimes the best thing that you can do is to walk away. 
And here's the part that I love. Here's the part that I love. Speaking of team have a seat, Jesus defended Mary's choice. So Martha confronts him and said, don't you care that I'm left to do all this work by myself? And then not only that said, go tell her to get up and help me. Again, that 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 takes some chutzpah. Okay, she must didn't know who she was talking to. She was talking slick, okay? Martha tried to drag Mary into her cyclone of craziness. Think about how often people who are doing things that are so busy being busy try to drag you into it too. Come on, come on, come on, do this with me. Come here with me, do that with me. Hey, don't you want to help me? Come on. Look, she tried her best to drag Mary into her cyclone of craziness. And here's what Jesus said. He said, Martha, you are pressed about many things, but one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the best part and it will not be taken away from her. In other words, Jesus said, Mary has chosen to step away from the craziness. Mary has chosen her peace of mind, and I'm not going to take that away from her. The best thing for Mary was not the best thing for Martha, and that's okay. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You don't have to be going where everybody else is going. You don't have to appear on this platform or that platform in order to validate your success and who you are. Mary said, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to learn. I'm just going to enjoy being with him while he's here. And how often do you go to restaurants and things like that and see couples, couples sitting at the table and they both on their phone? They both on their phone. And I'm, and sometimes texting each other. That's what kills me. I'm like, are you for real? To the point where some restaurants have offered discounts. Like, hey, if you put your phone in the bread basket and allow us to take your phone away, and just eat and enjoy the people that are at this table with you will knock 15% off the bill. That's how bad it's gotten. And so Jesus defended Mary's choice, which brings us to turn down for what? I want all of you listening to evaluate how you spend your time. And I want you to ask yourself these questions. So these are five questions. So if you haven't been writing things down or taking notes up to this point, go ahead and take these notes. Turn down for what? When you are thinking about how you spend your time, ask yourself, what am I gaining from this? Two, how does this connect to my calling? Three, who benefits from this activity? Because sometimes we do things under the umbrella of thinking that we're doing it for others when really we're doing it for ourselves. You can do the right things for the wrong reasons. You can do the right things for the wrong reasons. And I remember recently uh, somebody in my Facebook timeline called somebody out on this. I think her post said something along the lines of like, okay, you helped pay somebody's rent. That's great. Or, hey, you gave 10 book bags, you know, to this needy cause. That's cool. But why you got to broadcast it? And the Bible speaks to that. They said the right hand should know what the left hand is doing. He said, if you do something nice for somebody and you make a big public announcement about it, he said, there goes your reward right there. That's all the praise you're going to get because when you do things for people out of genuine kindness of your heart, just do it. You don't need a ticket to tape parade and, you know, Facebook likes and things like that. And one of the things that came out about Prince after his death was that he did a lot of things for a lot of people, paid a lot of money to a lot of causes, made sure that a lot of kids were able to advance socially and emotionally and educationally with coding and things like that. And you never knew anything about it because he was like, uh-uh, it's not about me. It's about them. So ask yourself, who's going to benefit from this activity? Number four, am I spreading myself too thin? Ladies and gentlemen, no is a complete sentence. 
hey, can you come do so-and-so, so-and-so? Nope. End of story. And sometimes people like be waiting for you to expand, to extrapolate, to say a little bit more. No, that's not required. <laughs> the answer is no. And that's a complete sentence. No, period. And number five, when was the last time I practiced self-care? I continue to get emails and I'm so grateful and appreciative. This is what tells me is the benefit in being transparent. So last season, I did a two-part episode on why I go to therapy. Lord only knows where I would be, okay, without the benefit of counseling. And I got an email from people, I continue to get emails from people saying, you know, um, thank you for that episode. Can you recommend somebody? Can you refer me to certain services or, or this, that, and the third? You know, the fact that I shared that, they want to know, okay, can you bring me into that? Is there a way that you can usher me into getting that kind of help? That's a form of self-care. How often do you practice that? And I want to end on this. Ariana Huffington. So if that name sounds familiar to you, yes the co-creator of the Huffington Post. Ariana Huffington wrote two books, one, Thrive, and two, The Sleep Revolution. So Thrive came out two years ago. The Sleep Revolution came out earlier this year. And she opens Thrive talking about how she was burning the candle at both ends. She was being a Martha. She was going here and she was doing this and she was going there and she was interviewing this person and she was on a flight one morning going here and on a flight that night going someplace else. And she said one night she was in her office working on some work and she stood up and the next thing you kn she knew she somebody was patting her in the face like trying to bring her back to consciousness she had fallen out hit her head and that was the wake-up call for her she was sleep deprived and a lot of times on social media when you're talking about building a brand you'll see these hashtags team hashtag team no sleep stay away from team no sleep okay stay off that team Studies have shown ongoing sleep deficiency is linked to an increased risk of heart disease, kidney disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, and stroke. You need to rest. You need to rest. And I know that some of us have these high-powered jobs or, or we feel like, you know, we're the critical piece and that if we don't show up, if we're not the first one there in the morning and the last one to leave at night, then the work just won't get done. Baby, let me tell you something. If you drop dead tomorrow, guess what? They might pull a little lookout for the homies, okay? <laughs> they might send some flowers to the service, but you best trust and believe they will pick it up and they will keep it moving. And I tell you this from the perspective of someone whose mother is dying. So I'm not sure if I've shared this fully on the podcast, but things are really at critical mass with my mom at this point. My mother has a disease called pulmonary fibrosis. And so if you look that up, pulmonary fibrosis basically means that Every breath that we take, our lungs expand and contract like a balloon, right? But hers don't. Over the past 10 years, her lungs have slowly been turning into a dry sponge. The tissues have become fibrotic. So it's almost like instead of your uh, lungs being elastic like we're used to, they've become almost stone-like, okay? And so now she's at the point and has gone through all of the steps that are necessary for lung transplantation. Okay, my mother needs two lungs and a kidney. So pray for her. So believe us, pray. But I tell you that because she and I work at the same job. We work at the same college. And it has amazed me how, let's see, how long has she been there? Oh, two? So, oh, two, 15 years. Dedicated service. Faculty member of the year. 
served on every committee as a faculty senator and ushered in so many initiatives and co-led this strategy and co-led this initiative. But when she got sick and needed some additional sick days, when she got sick and needed some additional accommodations, you know, to to try to manage the the weight and the stress of the illness because little things, okay, things that we take for granted. If you can reach over right now and tie your shoe and, and you don't get winded, that's a blessing because my mama can't do that. So the stress of having to go in five days a week and, and she said, you know, can I get a couple of days where I can work from home? They was like, no, no, because that's not, what's the word they use? We have to be fair, fair. Okay, we have to be fair because we do it for you. We have to do it for others. And we haven't seen anything in the documentation that says you require being at home in order to do this, that, and the third. And so I say all that to say, my mama was the Martha. My mama was the one at everything, at everywhere. First one to show up, last one to leave, working on this, that, and the other committee. And as soon as her health started to fail her, the job started to fail her. It was like, honey, you expendable. So pretty much when your time is up or your days are up, you just SOL. You either going to take a pay cut, you're going to retire, or you're going to go on long-term disability and we're going to keep it moving. So turn down for what? <laughs> for your peace of mind, <laughs> for yourself. Okay, think about what are you really doing this for? What are you sacrificing? The time that, that you spend running all around, doing all of these things, you're never going to get that time back. And so there has to be balance. Of course, I talk about, you know, platform building and what you should do and how you need to attack with vehemence and, and fervor. At the same time, you do need to rest. And all throughout the New Testament, you will see where, where Jesus took his moments to rest. Okay, now it's your turn, actually. My favorite part of podcast, where I get to hear from you, the audience reflections. I think so many people want to be Martha because uh, our society rewards Martha. I hear the term evidence-based. I hear the term results-orientated. I hear the terms we have to have data to document that we're taking our productive letter levels are up at a certain level. And so we sometimes carry that over also into our personal lives also. We're very busy trying to produce things, got a to-do list, we mark things off, things like that. But if people like you and others come back and tell us when you're downtime, when you're not doing something, you're still being productive. You may not be able to count it in terms of gadgets, whatever, but you're still being productive. If we saw more evidence of that, I think people will take more peace, more downtime because they're productive. And sometimes God has been telling me recently, just because you don't see it tomorrow or next week, you touch somebody and those results may not occur to five or six years from now. So the results not may not be seen immediately, but you may have touched somebody or thoughts or said a word that's going to be productive way down the line, but you just don't see it at this point. Amen. Thank you for saying that. Results-oriented, you're right. Society rewards people who go the distance. But to, to what end? What kind of reward? Okay, because you know people that have worked at a job 30, 35 years, and they give you a sheet cake from your local grocery store, a gold-plated watch, not a gold watch, a gold-plated watch, and they were like, thanks a lot, Joe. We wish you well in retirement. And keep it moving. Okay, so yeah, it rewards, but to what end? And one of the biggest, biggest pieces of evidence that this is what's happening, busy but not productive, if you get your email from your job on your phone, if you can check your work emails on your phone, that means that you are never off work. 
That means that students in my world, when students email me or my boss emails me on a Saturday or a Sunday, and the belief is that I can readily access my email 24 hours a day, that means that, well, you need to answer. You need to respond. Even though your contract might say you work 37 hours a week or your contract might say you work 40 hours a week and you entitled to this many breaks and, and weekends off. But when you have your email coming to your home phone, your cell phone, you are never off work. And so again, busy, but not productive. Just with the whole turn down thing, even with social calendar, I can definitely relate to this. I heard a minister say at the beginning of the year, sometimes you need to turn down your turn up. And that actually hit me. Like, I had to think about it. Like, I've been doing a whole lot of, you know, going and traveling and going to social events and everything like that. So this year I've really been focused on, okay, do I really need to go to everything all my friends are doing? Because we're team no sleep. That's our hashtag. Mm, So it's like it's been a lot of living vicariously on Facebook. But, you know, it's been worth it to have some times of just – chilling out like you know I can say okay y'all had a good time I don't have to be there for everything mm-hmm. so and you know I'm not missing anything I'm getting some sleep and all that good stuff, all that good stuff. <laughs> we got a song at our church I feel better so much better since I laid my burdens down because a lot of the things that we do they're self-imposed sometimes we like to to blame the enemy and sometimes the enemy over there like hey hey not this time. That's all you, boo. Okay, like you are the one that created this stress and this hassle and this debt and things like that. I was over here minding my own business. That's all you. So believers, if you have comments, questions, takeaways, you know you can hit me at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter and Instagram and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believing Bigger with Dr. Shante. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to follow Dr. Shante, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. Until next time, keep on believing bigger. Believing bigger.